Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. everybody and uh welcome to the pwz on pro wrestling wire.com w-o-n sports uh this is rick del santo of course uh joining me today making his triumphant return to the podcast and uh debut for pro wrestling wire the greenport destroyer andy nichols <laughs> what's going on my friend it's been a long time since you've been here and i'm very happy to have you back man we should uh we, we, we always talk about doing this more and having you on because uh uh we're, we're, i know you're busy you got uh, the family life no no busier than you but i mean uh <laughs> you know it has been a long time but not as not as long as the time ago that this was printed look at that look at that nice look Perino at that magazine yeah it's a magazine just gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna take up a lot of time, but that was a really cool photos in here. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool magazine, man. And that that I, I gotta look into it. It's a. I don't know the. I have to look into it. I have to read up on it a little bit. See uh, when it was published and who published it and all that. I, this is the first time I've actually taken it out of the wrapper. A friend of mine gave it to me. It was in the. Uh, it was sealed. So. Yeah. Just Bruno versus Georgia Animal Steel. Wow. Very cool. Bruno versus Bill Watts. Wow. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I just had to get that in. I thought no, you'd man. like that. No, I absolutely do. If you know me, then you know that I'm a Bruno Sammartino fan and uh, a big one at that. Uh, as I get older, I uh, like him more and more. So a little bit of your Italian heritage here. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so we just came off a one of the biggest shows of the year. It's been a mighty, Ooh, big, huge. Re- mighty big return. Actually, there was three, three, three big three, returns. Three big returns on this program. I think one might be the biggest uh, of all time. We'll talk about that as it gets further into the show. So we're talking Survivor Series uh, 2023. This is the 37th edition of Survivor Series. Uh, one of the most, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, for many, many years, I thought it was one of the most unique uh pay-per-views for many many years until they started changing the formula in the what mid to late 90s i think yeah i i I remember they used to have the teams and every match on the card was a survivor series team match then then they kind of dwindled it down to a couple matches per show and now they kind of replaced it with war games so yeah yeah well i mean it's not really even a war games match if you think about it no no ceiling no ceiling no ceiling in the original war games it wouldn't allow um I don't think there was ever any weapons, was there? Maybe a boot, maybe? A cowboy boot, maybe? I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, not the not the very original ones. I think maybe uh, in the late 80s, they might have gotten into some weapons. 
but yeah. I don't want to risk too much uh, criticism from some of the uh, critics out there because I really don't remember. <laughs> so we're going to be breaking down the matches and then uh, we'll talk some of those and then we're going to be talking about the big returns as well. Uh, let's see. The women's war games match was up first. It's Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, Becky Lynch. They went against damage control of Bailey Asuka, Io Sky, uh, Kyrie Sane, and uh, Dakota Kai was in their corner. This was an okay match. An okay match. I thought it did. It served its purpose. There was a couple spots I did not necessarily care for throughout the match. One being... Uh, was it Eosky stuffing herself in a garbage can while they all pretended to fight and then dove off the top and decided to act surprising and all get taken out. I think that a lot of times that it's not just the garbage can. It's just that anytime does some, somebody does something like that where they're all fighting as a group and then somebody, and then they wait for, they're all just standing there staring at the person. It's just kind of unrealistic, if you will. And they, they kind of, and the cameras didn't really catch it, thank goodness. Cause it, uh, but I'm sure if you were there live, they, they kind of do that little, hey, we're supposed to be brawling. But then they all keep looking up and looking up to see when the spot's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And it's just very awkward, very, very awkward. Um, plus, not only that, a couple things I'll, I'll say about that is uh, they really made a big deal about how her and uh, Dakota Kai got the garbage can in the ring. Remember where she tied the chain and then yes. they latched it onto the garbage can? I was like, okay, so maybe they thought it, vi- it looked like a cool visual. But I was yeah. like, it's really kind of corny. Just it's, throw it, it in, or yeah, know. it wasn't anything special. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then the setup. She's just standing there on top. I mean, it, it felt it felt like five minutes. It's probably more like you know forty seconds or a minute. But so my God, the setup was forever. And you can't tell me none of those girls in real if this is a real fight, they wouldn't have looked up and said, Oh man, we gotta get the hell out of the way. Yeah. But you know. But that's it's just hard wrestling. to suspend your that, disbelief with that. That's just wrestling as a whole. There's many times there's a match where there's a group of people and they're pretending they're fighting and then just staring at somebody as they're setting themselves up to take a dive out of the uh the uh the the ring on top of them. It's uh because if I just saw that, if I saw, hey, this guy's about to jump, I'm getting the hell out of the way. And and, and that's going to bring me to another point. God, I hope I don't forget to bring it up. When we get to the men's war games match, um, there was there was a another spot, not quite the same, but similar. Something that really bothers me today's uh, today's pro wrestling. Anyway, I digress. We're coming off as old school already. So we are. We are. Cornet. Yeah. Cornet. <laughs> So my Wednesday night show that I do with Harry of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, he likes to ruffle my feathers and talk about certain things that he knows are going to get under my skin. And once he starts getting under my skin, he continues to refer to me as Cornette. Oh, really? Okay. And the Cornette of Connecticut. So... (laughs) <laughs> so, hey, there's worse people to be compared to than Jim Cornette. I'll ask, that's uh, my opinion. <laughs> 100%. I don't think he's that bad of a guy now. So, uh, Bianca Belair's team won. Uh, I believe it was, if correct me if I'm wrong, was it Becky Lynch uh, got over with the pin on somebody? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so. um, but another interesting note, and uh, my 
nine-year-old son pointed this out from the jump. Was, he was really excited because Bianca had two braids. And he says, ooh, she could do twice as much damage with two braids. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. So, trivial note. but The funny part about that is um, my wife is a woman of color. Your wife is uh, a woman of color as well. And my wife actually sat there through the entire show up until the main event. And she was sat there waiting for if CM Punk, she really wanted to see if CM Punk was going to come out. Who? Uh, oh, you know, that guy. Um, the guy. I never, I never heard of him, but anyway. Heard of him. But she kept, you know, that was really the only thing that she was. But she saw Bianca and she goes, oh, my God, she's got two braids. And, she, you know, my wife is a uh, she's a hairdresser as well. She does. Yep. You know, African-American women's hair, mostly. So she sat there. She goes, there's no way in hell that would hurt when she's when Bianca's whipping her opponents with it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's like I never really thought about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't until she pointed it out that I thought about it. Well, if, if you remember, I think it was during a pandemic when there was, was it, I think when they did the anti arena uh, matches. Yeah, they were piping in sound effects when she would whip somebody with the. Hair. She was, I think it was Becky Lynch. She whipped with the hair, yeah. and they piped in sound effects on it, which was just hilarious to me. But yeah, it's just WWE. Uh, you know, it's a show. It's a show, and they prove it time and time again that it's a show. Last night they proved it again that it is a a show. It was a good show, I thought overall. I did not hate the show. I thought for the most part that it was. Uh, pretty damn good show but but the braid thing i can live with because how many of us have ever experienced that to verify that it wouldn't hurt <laughs> my wife doesn't get her hair. my wife does not uh, get that uh, hair put in like that long all right? So, <laughs> all right so uh from you know one of the other spots that really bothered me in this match is uh charlotte's moonsault off the top of the cage as well which it was another just standing around staring at Charlotte. And it's just it's just time and time again, it just looks crazy and ridiculous. Like they just look dumbfounded all of a sudden when here comes their opponent diving off well, the cage. Well, that's it. I mean, the, the cage is so high and such a high risk maneuver, legitimate high risk maneuver, because one misstep and you're, you know, you're mush. I mean, mm-hmm. what? Just comparatively speaking, I'll bring up, I remember the snooker splashes on Morocco and back back in the 80s. Right. Um, The way they laid that out, though, instead of a guy standing in the middle of the ring waiting for his opponent to fall, the opponent was down on the mat, semi-conscious, if not unconscious. So snooker could get up there and make the leap, and it looked believable. You know, now they set him up so that they they can catch them midair as they come down to but right. they give the illusion that it's an offensive move it's taken down and uh it, but it, again it's very hard to suspend disbelief on moves like that it, it is yeah it definitely is uh in in today's era it definitely 100 let's go no school rick come on we're getting like you yeah. said we're getting a little too old school here <laughs> The funny thing is that you're, are you 50 now? Did you reach 50 yet? Or you're 50 uh, I, you never ask a man his age, you know that, but yes, I know, I am. that's a woman. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just two Whoa, years. Man. Under, I'm just two years under than you, under you. I just turned 48 and you can definitely tell our age when we talk professional wrestling, especially modern professional wrestling, because a lot of times we'll talk the old school, but 
both me and you, we haven't stopped watching wrestling in the 40 some odd years that either of us have watched it really. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through periods, you know, when maybe I started discovering girls and dating or whatever, you know, my, well, yeah. you know, late teens or whatever, where I kind of, my, my focus that, shifted, that but generally have, speaking that me being a wrestling fan, it might've turned girls away from me at one point. So, I well, mean, yeah, you know, no, it's a funny thing is like, <laughs> I never really brought it up in a relationship until we were deep enough in where they couldn't deny me anymore. <laughs> and, and isn't it horrible to have to think that yeah. way? Yeah. It's like you're a yeah. baseball fan or a football fan. You wouldn't hide it, right? But you're a wrestler. That's, oh, bless you. I better, I better not let her know I'm a wrestler. Wrestling <laughs> is a whole different universe, my friend. It's it's uh, be- baseball fans, football fans. They don't look at wrestling on the same level. They look at it. They laugh at it. Uh, they may watch it. But it's entertainment to them, and they'll laugh at it. It's not; uh, they don't watch it for the uh, the aspect that they watch uh, baseball or or wrestling. Or, I mean, or like football, you know. And the funny part is, all their favorite players wish they were wrestlers anyway. But that's not wrong. How many times think have, about uh, how many times think about professional it. wrestlers or excuse me, football players gotten involved in the sport of professional wrestling? Yes, I called it a sport of professional wrestling. Yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Hey, if NASCAR is a sport, come on. Yeah, that's the one sport my father might. The one, hold on a second. Let me reiterate that. The one sport my dad watches is uh, <laughs> is uh, that. You know, he's uh, he? he's an old Italian guy, European, from Italy. He's always been into car racing. So that's the one thing that he he enjoys, that and vodka. Ta- Italian yeah. from Italy. I never would have guessed. Oh, get out of here. Get out of <laughs> here. Doesn't his neck hurt from going like that? Watching him go around in circles all day? <laughs> I mean, that's what I would think, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so backstage, we had Pretty Deadly. We had Otis and uh, Tazawa. They were all, oh my God, the product placement in this damn PLE. That's pay per view. Thank it you, was, PLE. Yeah, PLE. Let's be proper when we're discussing WWE, babe. Uh, PLEs, events. <laughs> the product placement was everywhere. You could not turn your back. That's one thing that WWE, that does annoy me in a way. Remember the time that uh, Miz got eaten by a zombie during the pandemic? And, uh, well, they had the, uh, the product cinnamon placement. toast crunch match. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I went to Survivor Series a few years ago, uh, Pizza Hut was a sponsor, I believe. And uh, they threw pizza at the crowd. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the just a, it's the way of their it's their way of the, it's the way of their world. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just the marketing and 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 you know it's a, another revenue source. Yeah, just gotta accept it, dude. It is what it is. Yeah, all these gigantic corporations that we're fans of and part of, and in a certain way, you know. So uh, backstage, they were all eating their ruffles. That's the big sponsor yes. for this event, ruffles. Tozawa is uh, started to do the ruffle shuffle. Ruffle and, shuffle, yeah. Yeah, when Pretty Deadly came in, and uh, those guys annoy the hell out of me. I'm going to be honest with you. It's their I'm outfits. A- they're just. I mean, they may be good at as competitors. It's just they're annoying as all hell. I'm not a fan, and apparently WWE is super high on those guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, you know, they kind of look at them. From what I understand, almost like in a new dayish vein. Although I think new 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 day are better wrestlers to me personally. Not taking anything away from those guys, but I think just that kind of shtick, just that kind of shtick. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, the three guys that uh, call, they form the New Day, I think, offer individually as professional wrestlers offer something. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, offer uh, something as a they all have something good that they could have. You know what I mean? Pre- pre- pretty deadly f- for me, and I don't speak for everyone. They're kind of like turn the channel heat for me. It's kind of like I don't want to watch them click. Wow. So that would be considered X Pac heat, correct? Yeah, which I never got because I never disliked X Pac. Uh, I've always thought Sean Maltman was a fantastic guy. You know what I mean? Lightning I Kid. Thought, yeah, the Lightning Kid, exactly. So uh, one, one question before before you give away the big the big surprise here. Sure. Where was Chad Gable in this segment? That is something that I was uh, confused about as well. I did I had no idea where the hell he was, and he did not pop out throughout the entire show. So right, we're gonna have to look at that and uh, check out the the website at some point uh, if we can figure. Maybe we'll tweet Brian tweet Brian Alvarez or something. Maybe he can get go. to the bottom of it. <laughs> He knows everything. Uh, so all of a sudden, you know, the uh, pretty deadly are arguing with Otis, and then they take the uh, the the bowl of chips, and there's chips all over the floor. And oh. while they go to pick it up, I gotta tell you, I popped. I'm not gonna lie. Our truth all of a sudden comes up with a bowl of chips, and they're all staring at him. I literally, damn, like I damn near fell out of my chair from laughter. And when they said, "Where have you been?" and he's just like. I've been here, man. Like <laughs> that, I've been here all along. That had me dying. Our truth, comedy gold. As much as I don't like comedy in my wrestling, our truths. That segment with our truth nailed it right there. And uh, I'm glad to have him back. I that dude does not age. No, no, no. He's he's what he's in his fifties, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely, yeah. And he put he's, out he's a new single recently too. I don't know if you heard it, but did he? Oh, I haven't heard. I haven't done it. I gotta see if I can find that on Napster or something. I don't know. Hey, LimeWire is that what we used to use? LimeWire. Go use LimeWire. Use Napster. <laughs> I used uh, what's the other one? I used uh, w- there was a Windows one, wasn't there? That was sort of official. I don't remember. WinX. Speaking, speaking of product placement, I know you don't have an endorsement deal. What are you? What are you chugging on over there? What are you? Are you ready for this? Maybe we'll get you an endorsement. This is a professional wrestling show, so you know my beer is professional wrestling related. I am drinking beer tonight. I have not drank in uh, a little bit, but today I decided to have a few. So I am having, if I can point it into the camera. Oh, there you go. Uh, Broken Skull. Broken Skull. This is the double IPA. Ever since he's really, I really like the IPA. I never really cared for IPAs until I tried the uh, Broken Skull. And then I and then I started uh, discovering others that I really really liked a lot. Then I started drinking doubles and triples. And once I found that uh, they were releasing a double IPA, I know you don't drink at all, right? No, I, don't. Yeah. I did have a, I did I did have a glass of wine on on Thanksgiving. Holy First, shit! Yeah, That's man. amazing. Once I discovered they were releasing a double IPA, it was in my I had to find it. And then when I finally found it. It's fantastic. Good. And I'm not a guy that's, oh, you know, I'm just buying something because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, because I, I like beer. I really do like beer a lot. And uh, I like to try different kinds. I've cut down my intake over the last few months, but I decided to have a few today. So, yeah. A few, is, not uh, just a few, just a few. Three. That doesn't mean that I'm done, though. Okay. 
You kind of hey, stuttered on that three, but <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when I used to do this show and I used to do a lot more than just the three? Uh, yeah, and that coincided with co-hosting with me or having me as a co-host. So yeah, yeah that might have. Yeah, I just might have been. I <laughs> uh, see, see the coincidence. I might have been stressed out saying, "Oh shit, I'm working with Andy tonight." That so. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, just kidding, just kidding. I love working with Andy. I just wish he would come back more often. That's your open invitation right there. Was it? Okay. Yeah. The WWE Intercontinental Championship, Gunther, defeated The Miz. This far exceeded my expectations of a match. Uh, we were speaking before. We did not want to kill our conversation, but... The Miz is somebody that can work with literally anybody. He gets a lot of heat probably because of his character, because he's been around so long. He's he's one of those guys probably been around so long. Nobody necessarily cares. Do you remember when like Pedro Morales and Tony Gurria and guys like that had been around so long? Nobody really cared for him anymore. They just, oh, he's about to get squashed type of a thing. Yeah, but I, I think. What a lot of people we talked about X Pac heat before. Not for me. I, I actually do enjoy the Miz, although sometimes I think I like some him. of the seg the segments they put him in sometimes aren't the best. But you know, um, he does the best he can with them, you know. They're kind and, of uh, atrocious at times, yes. The, the yeah. yeah. And uh and so I think that's a big part of it. But I think here they, they kind of made him a little more serious. Uh, you know, and um that's something we hadn't seen from the Miz in a long time. Um, um and Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. When this was being set up, I didn't think that the Miz had a snowball's chance in hell of any kind of offense whatsoever. I thought he was going to just go in. It was going to be pure annihilation. Right. And it ended up being a very pretty decent competitive matchup for the most part. I, Gunther gave the Miz a lot of offense, I thought. At least, you know, way more than I expected. And I'm okay with that. And I'm yeah, sure there's too. probably a segment of the audience that's going to say, oh, man, giving Miz that much offense against Gunther is going to weaken Gunther. I don't think so. You know, Miz is a crafty veteran. You can tell that story. Yeah. You know, he's a multi-time multi, multi champion. Yeah. Um, so I have no problem with that at all. Did you at one point ever think that the title might have changed hands? Realistically, no. It just wouldn't fit the, the booking right now. No, there uh, was a time where I thought the referee's hand went down really low, and I was like, I can't believe it type of feeling. And then all of a sudden, his shoulder came up like it was that low. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I couldn't see that happening, but you know what? That's a good match. You know what I mean? That's a really good match when I'm sure you going into the match had no idea that it would be so competitive, as you said. No, I didn't. Uh, and then you had that moment where you're like, oh, my God, it might happen. Yeah. And that's good booking. That's good storytelling. That's good matchmaking. You know what I mean? These guys are pros. Uh, Gunther calls a hell of a match for, yes. for, you know, and this has been around the block quite a bit, too. He's worked with the best. So, yes, uh, uh, he's been in the ring. If I remember correctly, hasn't he been in the ring with uh, he's been in the ring with guys like The Rock, uh, CM Punk, I believe. Right. Who? Exactly. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. So, um, yeah, it was the, uh, the, 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 the it was uh, Gunther taking the win, and uh, I believe it was with a Boston Crab. 
submission, which uh, I, I literally, I did not think he was going to win because I thought he was going to get the ropes because he was really close to the ropes. And then Gunther dragged him to the center and he submitted immediately once he dragged him to the center. And I was uh, that part. I was surprised that he beat him by submission that quick. Like when, you know, uh, when he pulled him away from the ropes. And I, I mean, that's good because that keeps Gunther strong too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's next for Gunther? What do you think? I don't know, man. What do you think? There's, is, what is, there's, I mean, there's so many moving parts right now, as we learned last night in, in WWE, and we're going to get to some more of them. Uh, I mean, there's so many to, ways they can go. Yeah, I mean, they. Who is in the division that's uh, that could be a viable competitor, Andy? I don't know. We we'll have to wait and see. Tomorrow night, we'll see. Yeah, tomorrow night. Don't forget to tune in Monday Night Raw. And uh, I'll be back talking about it on Tuesday morning at some point. So, Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. All right, so uh, from there, we went to Santos Escobar defeating Dragon Lee. This one... I liked it, but it was a little slow-paced for these two gentlemen, I thought. Uh, Andy, any uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed it was a little more... Uh, they were trying more for a WWE American style, I think. Yes. Instead of the uh, rapid-fire uh, uh, you know, Lucha star style, which uh, Dragon Lee is like as good as anybody at, but he's yeah. still got a little work. He's still got a little ways to go as far as, you know... Uh, you know, adapting to the American style, and it'll come. He'll be fine, but uh, he's just not there yet. And uh, it came off a little flat, yep. to be honest. But yeah, I mean, but I enjoyed it. I thought uh, both men worked very hard. It got a little bit uh, uh, slow, like I said, and it was just kind of. And the crowd seemed to lose interest at points, uh, and were completely dead. And uh, but then again, I don't really hold that, um, you know, to their fault sometimes because sometimes. WWE will put on an entire show and then you won't hear a peep from the crowd after the bell rings. Um, yeah, it, it's also, I think, the the nature of the war games, kind of like the Royal Rumble. They have a women's and a men's. So you yeah. start out hot with a war games match. Now, granted, you had Gunther and, and Miz afterwards, but when you start out with what could easily have been the main event of the show, it's yeah. hard to keep that level. You know, uh, there's going to be some peaks and valleys. Yeah. Uh, the WWE Women's Champion Rhea Ripley defeated Zoe Stark. I don't have much to say about this one. It really did not pique my interest by any means. I know some people uh, said they liked it a lot. Other people just would rather not comment, I guess. I, I, I mean, it just to me, it was another victory for Rhea. You know, yeah. she keeps mowing people down, as she should. Because yep. she is that she's monster beast, heel, man. yeah, yeah she's, she's a monster, yeah. And uh, you know, she's she's actually whether you want to look at it that way or not, she's actually the leader of Judgment Day. Also, 
I know Damien, Finn, but the reality, if you look at who the manipulative force is behind it, it's it's Rhea, you know. Yeah. So she she's on top right now. She she she's top level. So she there's no way she was gonna lose to Zoe Stark, with all due respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh so the men's war games. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn. They defeated Judgment Day. Oh. And and JD McDonough and Drew McIntyre for throughout the entire match when they were teasing. Randy Orton hadn't shown up, so of course they're teasing. They're, I'm just gonna flat out say they're fucking with the fans. That uh, you know, ah, CM Punk is here. He's gonna be the fifth member because Randy hasn't shown up yet without saying it. And I know if I was sitting in that crowd and if I didn't know any better, I probably would have been freaking out. So, of course, when it's his turn, they're all looking for him. And he gets quiet for a second. Then Randy Orton's music hits. And he comes out with the most sarcastic and then laughable face. And he looked like he was generally, genuinely having fun out there. And uh, welcome yeah. back. First five in the 15 months, I think, right? 15 or 18. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I like about Randy's uh, work the last. Well, again, he hasn't been around for a year and a half. But prior to that, he would he looked like he seemed like he reached a different level, uh, career wise and maturity wise, and he was he was having a lot more fun. And you, it's showing in his work because there, yeah. I love Randy to death. I think he's one of the certainly for this time period one of the greats. Um, yes. and you might even put him in the uh, you know the all time great uh, discussion. But uh, there have been times during his career where he didn't seem motivated. The programs just weren't too, too exciting. And uh, he's he's reinvigorated and he looks good. And uh, he actually looked jacked. He looked great. He looked um, insanely jacked. Yeah, a lot of people um, mentioned that to me last night, saying that he looked like insane, like way bigger than when he went out and injured. Uh, there was something funny. I saw, you know, everybody was posting the the photo that. Uh, Randy's wife, I guess, shared on social media from the uh, stands uh, earlier, in, or right at the beginning of the War Games match. I guess she posted a photo of the, of the, the ring, uh, so everybody knew his wife and kids were in the building. Um, and somebody posted something funny, like, "Damn, Randy dropped his wife and kids off and then jetted. He's not even there," <laughs> which, which was pretty funny because obviously we knew he was going to be there. Uh, nice WWE swerve, and the reason why I say that is because um, I think you and I talked about this off air earlier. Um, old school WWE was known for sometimes not giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Uh, Triple H's vision uh, is giving the fans what they want, maybe maybe playing with them a little bit, but not the long. Vince used to like to play at long game. He played with them for months, maybe even a year. Well, that was what. Them. Pro wrestling was there was the long story, you know what I mean. But at the yeah. same time, as time changed, it was the quick story. But Vince was, you don't know what you want. I yeah. tell you what you want, and I give you what I want because I know what you want is what I want. Type of uh, and, thing. And a lot, a lot of the old school mentality, and a lot of our friends would tell you that's the way the business is. It's like the promoter, the promoter writes the story. Yeah. And, you know, and if the story's written right, the fans will buy into the story and right. they'll get their payoff in the end. Um, you know, it's funny because Triple H, if you saw the presser afterwards, I'm not going to call it a scrum. I hate that word. 
<laughs> the presser afterwards. Um, Triple H just made a comment. He says, he says, listen, you know, I, this is in reference to something else we're going to talk about in a minute. But you know, hey, you know, we, you know, we listen to our fans. If they tell us they want something, we're going to do what we can to deliver it, which is a little bit different than his father-in-law was. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, with that then being again, said, well, we won't get there yet. But there's something else that goes along with that story. But um, speaking of this match, we talk about Orton coming out, and I'll let you talk more in a minute. But earlier, I alluded to uh, we were talking about the ladies' match and the setups and how long the setups are for spots and how awkward it looks as a fan. Well, the one that gets me, and they do this in the Royal Rumble every year, and they do it every time there's a run-in, the heels will be beating the crap out of the face. Then the music hits, and the heels stop everything. Dude, if you're a real heel, you're beating the hell out of that guy whether somebody's music hits or not. Right. And that's one that's one thing I do not understand and comprehend in today's, today's uh, pro wrestling is – I don't care if that music hits. That gives me more motivation to beat the guy down before the other guy gets in the ring. I would, right? But they don't do that. They all stop and they stare at the entryway like, oh, you know. Because it's a show these days as compared to when we were Yeah, and I get that aspect, but that's that's definitely not a believable thing. No. I thought this was a fun fun War Games match. I did not hate it by any means. Um, overall, a great pay-per-view, I thought. And uh, this was just an enjoyable match, you know? There was nothing overly crazy to say that I enjoyed. I just enjoyed it. It was a solid matchup all, the, all around. Now, I liked, um, was, it, was it Cody and Sammy, I think? Did they throw McDonough off the top rope? And, uh, yes. Yep. And that, or was it the ca- top of the cage or the top rope? Top of the cage, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, old man memory. I don't remember. But well, we're uh, and then, don't forget, we're getting old. So. Yeah, and, and Randy hit hit with the RKO, and I thought that was a that was a pretty cool spot. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, RK, uh He hit the was the RKO off the cage. I think he hit right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When they yeah. when they threw McDonough off the cage, and then Randy was sitting and waiting, and he hit the RKO, and he came down. Yeah. Uh, Proof RKO once again. Proof once again he can hit the RKO from any position. Any position. Any position. Um and it's such you know, it's become the iconic uh professional wrestling move in this generation. It's it's transcended pro wrestling. How many TikToks and and insta videos or whatever, you know, snaps have you seen where yeah. kids who probably don't even watch wrestling are, you know, throwing Randy Orton <laughs> memes out there or whatever. Yeah. Uh and then there was an Another spot that they did where all the faces did kind of a tribute to Randy when they did the little, you know, setup where, where they had the guy on the ropes and they did a little DDT into the ring. Mm-hmm. Did you see that spot? That was a cool spot. I yeah. Thought. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's almost like, a, you know, I hate to use this expression because uh, it's so cliche and everybody uses it now, but it was kind of cool because it was like they were giving Randy his flowers. You know what I mean? Yes. I never really thought I'd see the day that Randy is the legend in the match, which he legitimately is the legend. And when he started coming around, I couldn't, he, I wasn't convinced to be honest with you. I wasn't convinced. I was a fan of his father's. I just wasn't convinced, but that's a whole, that time period is weird for me. A lot of people were coming in that I watched their fathers. You know what I mean? And I was a fan of their fathers. Kids can't tie up their shoes. You know what I mean? It's like, 
Over time, Randy has grown on me, and he's one of the best competitors WWE has had in decades, to be honest with you. I've, uh, I went back, and I have a whole new appreciation over him in the last couple of years. Yeah, like I told you, there were, there were, there were spots where he wasn't so motivated or storylines weren't too, too great. But, you know, you look at his overall body of work, man. He's been doing it a long time, and he's yeah. one of the top guys. So, of course, you know, uh, Cody, Team Cody wins, I guess you could say. Uh, and it was a gigantic celebration. And just as they're about to sign off the year, I'm about to get up and leave the room. I'm about to shut the TV off because I'm just like, all right, the show's over. I'm about to Wait, before back. you get to that, before you even get to that, assuming what you're about to tell us, assuming that did not come through and happen, did you kind of get the feeling when they were celebrating, like, ooh, who's Orton going to RKO? I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think of that. But it's, I kind of got that. Now that you say it, now that you say it, but it would have been, if they did add that, it might have been just a little bit too much. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy with the way it ended. But I almost got this feeling they were doing the whole Cody Randy Love Fest, you know, the reunion with Cody and Randy and Cody's yeah. friend that he called. And I'm like, ooh, that would be so vintage Randy Orton right now. Right, yeah. We'll drop him and then, you know, have the match at Royal Rumble or something. But, again, and, uh, and they, were they going would have to rush time. that program, though. And they'd have it, to rush that program. Yeah, they were going a long time, and I was, like, convinced. I was like, all right, well, they're signing off the air, and I'm about to get up. Next thing you know, Cult of Personality starts blaring through the speakers. And the, there hasn't been – I mean, that Chicago pop was – it was amazing, to be honest with you. It was amazing. I mean, you remember when Sami Zayn turned on the bloodline and that damn near tore the roof off the arena? Same thing. If not louder, if not louder, CM Punk is home. He has returned to WWE, something that we thought we'd never see, literally. It's been nine years. But uh, how much of this, and I know me and you talked uh, earlier today, Nobody knows the speculation of his or the details, excuse me, of his uh, contract. Nobody knew multi-year about this. deal. They're okay. saying multi-year deal. I, but I've heard something like three, but it has not been confirmed. So I heard that they rushed him in at the end of the event through a secret entrance, through a very like a, an entrance that nobody else was around. They made sure everybody stayed on one side of the building or something like that. They brought him in, and very few people know knew. And then the music hit. Man, I'm telling you, I literally jumped out of my seat and said, holy shit, it, they really went with it. I could not believe it. Um, am I happy about it? Absolutely, 100%. I think it's awesome that it happened. What do you think? Okay, so you remember like three or four years ago, maybe even two or three years ago, you know, coming out of the during the pandemic, of course, because the world just stopped. Yeah. But even coming out of the pandemic, we were like, oh. Everything's so stale. WWE's got no new characters. Everybody's stale. Right. Now look with it. Now, you know, now you fast forward. Sammy, Jay Uso, Cody if you Rhodes. Think about it. Sammy was, on, Punk. Sammy was on fire during the pandemic as his heel run. He had just turned heel, I think, and he was just he's doing that thing where he looked like Noriega in the fucking military outfit, you know? Yeah, but you know, but then once he turned face, once he started doing the promos, yeah, you know, the goofy promos, like the fans. But anyway, there's so, there's so much now. All of a sudden, we're from uh, uh, Roman's got no challenges. Oh, it's a one man show. Oh, it's so boring. It's, 
now the, 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 all these guys are just they're hitting on all cylinders right now you know uh, I'll be honest with you as much as I want to like him a lot I'm not sold on Jey Uso as a main eventer uh, I thought when he was working Roman Reigns it was a natural fit he was a main eventer in, the, in that series early on but yeah. other, if he's not working Roman or he's not working against the bloodline I, I don't see him as a main eventer like I felt he was kind of like a square peg on that team last night yeah, um, um, I'm not convinced about them as like a single. I'm not convinced on him as a singles either. That's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. That's what yeah. that's what I'm saying. Uh, and I, you know, uh, but as far as Punk, I mean, let's get, let's get into that a little bit. So you heard all the rumors all week that you know, oh WWE's been in talks with Punks. Oh WWE higher up say there's no way he's ever coming back. Like they they played every angle possible. And yes. you can't tell me that they're not putting that stuff out there. And I think it's genius. I think it's genius because kayfabe is dead as we know, as we grew up with it. Yeah. But this is the way to to bring it back to life because yeah. you know now all of a sudden, well, you read it on the internet. It's got to be true, right? CM right. Punk. Oh, he's a cancer. Nobody wants him around, right? Uh, you know, people are pissed off that he's coming back, right? If he comes back, you know, Triple H will never let it happen. No way, man. Money talks. And let me tell you something. I I wasn't in the locker room. You weren't. I just think the AEW situation was AEW the uh, the inmates run the asylum. Okay, uh, for the most part. They, can I can I say yeah. something about this? Yeah. A lot of people. No, so I read, and I'm not going to say who it was from. Okay, because it was a friend of mine that that uh, posted something online, and they said something about you know um, gives. Uh, you know, a certain amount of time before he pisses somebody off type of thing. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not my personal opinion is that he could piss somebody off, but he's in an actual professional environment. Okay. Right. AEW is run by a child or uh, sorry, maybe I shouldn't have said that he is run by what? a guy that wants to run a wrestling show, but does not know how to run a wrestling promotion. Okay. He does not know how to be a boss either. WWE is where the professionals go. It's the largest company in the world for our sport. If CM Punk, like he did in the past, does not like it, he will just leave just like he did. Not many people will be affected by it other than himself. Am I wrong? And, you know, love it or hate it, WWE has built a, a culture where the brand is bigger than the star. 100%. CM Punk, 100%. CM Punk might be the only guy who could potentially challenge that to a degree yes. uh, in today's today's wrestling world. But yes. at the end of the day, if he walks out that door, they still have a roster chock full of talent. Uh, it's not going to, you know, look at AEW. Look how crippling it was to them when he walked out the door, I think. Uh, ratings, they, they, uh, they visibility. Are, the ratings are automatically going to skyrocket on Monday night because he has already been announced for Monday Night Raw that he will be making his appearance Monday Night Raw. CM Punk is a star. He will come in there, and now people are saying, who the hell is going to challenge Roman? Well, now we have CM Punk. Is he going? He might be the only one that could take that belt off of Roman. Well, yeah, it could be. I mean, possibly, I, I got my, possibly. I'm yeah, not saying I, right away. 
Right, right. I, I mean, I've got my idea of where that's all going um, as far as Roman and title reign, but plans change all the time. Um, yeah. But that being said, you could do a million things with Punk right now. You, obviously, you're going to go Punk Seth Rollins off the bat. That's going to be the first one. Right pro. off the bat. Now, of course, they said that you know he was flipping out. Now, I understand that I'm going to get into that. So, uh, of course, there was the video surfaced of Seth. Uh, thank you. Flipping out, <laughs> flipping the bird, freaking out. Now, of course, they had a couple back and forths online, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they don't like it. Well, it's uh, Seth does not like him. From what I understand, this is all a worked shoot, basically. And Seth, of course, may not personally like him, but Seth is a complete 100 professional, and he will get in that ring work with him and. He will work. I'm sure that he will work a program with him, as will Punk with Rollins. And the thing is, like, yeah, you know, I'm reading the internet. You know, people were commenting you know, after that that story surfaced, like, uh, "Oh, WWE is going to WWE is going to lose Seth. They're going to lose Seth and Becky now. They're going to walk." No, it's these, not going to happen. And they're all under lucrative contracts. And again, you hit it on the head. It's a professional environment. Uh, they all know that they're not the boss, that yes. they're they're hired guns, and they have to answer to the boss. And now, and you now bring with in the endeavor, TKO, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's it's even more of a corporate environment. They don't um, they don't have many options out there these days. They could go to AEW, sure, one hundred percent. I'm sure they'd be offered a decent contract, or they can go to international waters, go to Japan. But they're not going to make the money that they make working for TKO and WWE. No, not even close. And uh, you know, and especially, I mean, you look at Roman Reigns just signed that contract what a year or two ago. Uh, a guy like Seth, you know, when they get older in age, they can sign these these lesser date deals, mm -hmm. you know, and make just as much, if not more, money and do all the merch and all that stuff. Um, now, do you think? Because this is something I thought about too. So obviously, Triple H had a ton to do with bringing CM Punk in. But I speculate, do you think TKO might have kind of gotten his ear and said, listen, or maybe they had a back and forth and they said, yeah, Paul, we got to make this happen. You know, this is going to, this is going to light things up. Let's get it going. It's very possible. Do you notice that since the TKO uh, regime has uh, been a thing that they've been in a different direction and they are not messing around. They have, become bigger than they were in the past in a way uh, yeah and it's funny because everybody talks about the war and AEW and the war there's no and war let's be honest way. with you it's i look at it this way it's i think i told you this earlier it's it's daddy putting his foot down and saying hey son i'm i'm the father here you know what i'm saying like i'm the daddy you're just the son we're the big dogs you know and you can't tell me that Triple H didn't have a good hearty chuckle when he signed CM Punk. That that con guy, yeah, and not Nick. We're talking Tony. That yeah. Tony Khan guy. He lost another one. He lost Cody. Now he now the CM Punk thing. I mean, it's an embarrassment if CM Punk goes there and he's a good citizen and he's a good something. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to be a good coach for a lot of the younger talent there. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be. You know, like which if I make may, Tony Khan look stupid. 
if I may interject for a second, you just said that he will look like a, he will be there, maybe be a good coach to the youngsters and stuff like that, which he tried in AEW, and yeah. none of the talent wanted to listen. And that is why he got into the trouble, and Tony could not put his foot down as a boss. And this is and not a dig at AEW. This is just facts. Reality. Exactly. These people don't want to listen to the veterans, which in professional wrestling, you need to listen to the veterans because they've been around a long time. And there's a reason why such as CM Punk, Adam Copeland, Big Show, etc. were all successful professional wrestlers because they and listened to the veterans. And it's funny because uh, for every every bad report you heard about CM Punk, you'd always see you know, I, I can't remember, but you said Ricky Starks and all these other people posting selfies with CM Punk saying, thank you for helping FTR, us out. Yeah, FTR, F- yeah. some of the women. Yeah, some of the, those, yeah absolutely. It's, it's amazing. But then again, if you look at it, anytime something happens, it's always the bad that outshines the good, even though the good might be the facts. You know what I'm saying? It's when people talk bad about people, that's what people remember. They want the and, drama. And I don't want to turn this into the cult of Cornette podcast which i listen to religiously but you know it 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 is kind of obvious who some of the spinners were on on those stories who was putting stuff out there and and who wanted them gone you know yeah yeah but uh again aew's loss wwe's gain punk knows what he's getting into he knows it's a controlled environment he knows it's a different environment as well than aew and he realized hey these are professionals over here that's where i'm going and they're going to offer me a hefty damn paycheck i'm telling you that which they did and and i know he's i know he's you know all of a sudden now you have another main eventer on the roster but i wouldn't be surprised to see him going and hanging out in nxt a little bit once in a while making an appearance helping those kids out wouldn't be surprised wouldn't be surprised at all if he got some sort of position like that well andy do you have anything else that you want to offer tonight well the the other of course the other story coming out of out of the punk thing was uh drew mcintyre Oh, correct. We, we didn't touch that on that real one. Quick. Yeah, let's get into that before we uh, get out of here. Drew apparently left in his tights, grabbed a hoodie and left, slammed his locker. Um, yeah, man, uh, I find that to be somewhat untrue or maybe uh, uh, also a shoot as well or uh, 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 a work. Excuse me. If you watch the pre-show. They had the uh, the round table outside, and you could see their breath, and they were bundled up. It looked like a pretty chilly night in Chicago. So yeah, for I hope Drew they got paid. Around, I hope they got paid a little bit extra for that sitting outside. Well, they, they got free ruffles. They were eating ruffles. Oh, okay, so. they got the ruffles. That's gonna warm them. <laughs> up. But for Drew to be running around in his underwear in that cold weather, sweating after a hot match, ah, come on, man, those arenas are huge. He could have. He probably wouldn't have even seen CM Punk in the back block room. You know, just, right. come on. Just, I think it, again, but it, if it's all part of the storyline, I dig it because it's got people talking and is people there, are believing. Is there a reason that Drew and him have heat, uh, supposed heat, or is that just <sighs> that's that's something that hit me too? I'm like, where would it have come from? And again, you and I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe something was said somewhere. I find it hard to believe though. You know, the Seth thing, at least there's a smoking gun because there was the interview where Seth called him a cancer, said that he wouldn't want to work with him, you know, blah, 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 blah. Of course. And that all could be just a bunch of bullshit then. Like, Seth likes to go on 
X or Twitter and mess around and say all sorts of stuff just to get attention. So he could just try to create heat himself. You know what I'm saying? Just try to create. So we'll see what happens. And I love, I, 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 like I said, I like it. I mean, it, it gets us talking right now, right? We're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're still there? Yeah. I'm here. All right. So we're yeah, talking you doing about. Your, is that, are you doing your LA night impression here? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm not Scott Rogers. Anyways. So. Uh, Andy, we're gonna we're going to uh, keep you all informed here on ProWrestlingWire.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Andy, thank you for joining me. I hope that you're going to return to uh, the show at some point very soon. Well, you know, speaking about environments where you know bosses rule with iron fists as opposed to bosses who are a little lax, I I thank you for letting me be here in a relaxed environment, boss. I thank you for not getting all over me. And- well, you know, not, not 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 comparing you to Tony Khan, not. I'm just saying you let me kind of just chill out here on the bed. And, and, you know. Don't um just uh, ignore my text when I tell you you got to sign on for a for an event for a show. So, um, or you know, just ignore. So you know, and then we'll keep you employed. <laughs> All right, everybody, choke check out the site. There's an interview with Ryan Frost up on the page uh interview with troy stevens coming up tomorrow i want to thank you guys for tuning in to uh, be more i think believe that andy has more to talk about go ahead one 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 last little thing and i and shame on me for not being there because i live in the same state but wrestle cage was this weekend yes. did you see what happened the other night violent J. I i I watched the show yeah i watched the he, whole show he had a partner in makeup and that partner was george south Yes. Yes. How yes. fantastic is that? Well, George had uh, well, R- George had turned on his team because Ricky hit him by accident when ho- holding Alley Catch, and uh, he got pissed off and left, and then came back dressed up as part of uh, was it the Bussy, whatever the the team with Effie and Alley Catch? Yeah. yeah, incredible. Professional wrestling is incredible, questionable sometimes, but incredible, and I think that's why I love it. Well, thank you, everybody, and. Uh, We'll see you after a while.